The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Camping here with Dylan Squire. This guy is one of the coaches on our team. He gets to talk with uh, most of you guys. If you book a call to talk with one of the coaches, you might get to talk to Dylan, who's awesome. And I love having these guys on because they have a different perspective. Um you know, myself and Suzanne and some of the other coaches we have on talk more with clients, whereas Dylan gets to talk more with people that are not clients and that are, you know, kind of like you guys, like you listeners, the bulk of you, right? So I just love having these guys on and share their, their, just, I don't want to say input, but their experience and their, just what they've seen from you guys, what you're struggling with, what you, what works, what doesn't work, all that good stuff. So Dylan, say, hey, introduce yourself and we'll, uh, we'll dive in. Uh, yeah, like I said, my name is Dylan Squire. Uh, you'll probably talk to me at one point or the other um, to, if you come with, talk to us. But uh, I've been him for a little bit now. Um, and then my side of things is seeing people, like he said previously, that we haven't worked with yet, kind of guiding them and getting to see lots of really cool people in all stages of the business programship in their own life um, and try to guide them in the right place and where they need to be. So Let's just start with big picture of what's working and not working. What do you do? We'll do the not fun one first. What do you see? theme-wise, having to talk to people over and over and over again, because mostly when they call us, they're stuck, right? Sometimes, probably 20% will call like, I'm doing really good and I want to I do a lot better. But a lot are like, I am stuck and I don't know why, or I do know why, but I don't know how to get unstuck. What themes do you see of people that stay stuck and don't win that Clean Nation kind of take away from? Yeah, so that's, that's an easy one. So I think the number one thing that I see time and time again is people put a lot of time thinking about where they want to be. But then when it comes down to the moment of how to actually get there and what they need to do, it it's tough for them to make that move. So the goals are there. They they know it's where they want to be. They've been stuck for a long time, but it's actually the execution of putting it in and starting whatever it needs to be, however that plan is, to actually get there. Because I think it's easy to think about, you know, the greener side, you know, how all this money and stuff of the business is up and running. But the simple thing is just taking the first step. And I think a lot of people just get stuck with the, the paralysis of just not taking the step. If they would have in any direction, it's progress instead of just staying where they are. Yeah, I've seen that quite a bit. The only slight change I go as opposed to the first step, I'd go the next step. You know, because a lot of times some we've heard, I mentioned this a couple of times before on the podcast, people will book calls with us and they get scared, like, and which is weird. We've never had a fatality or anything like it's, you know, <laughs> you know, and they won't do it they won't show up and then they'll call back a year or two later and, and change their lives I'm like oh, i wish i had done something and then sometimes even they get into the coaching and you know myself and the coaching team will ask them to do something so it's kind of always taking that next step and you know you're in the right direction when the next step is a little scarier than the one before right like everything that you want is just on the other side of that comfort zone and you can be in your comfort zone or you can be in success but those are mutually exclusive okay so what i hear you saying is not taking the next step, just being stuck and kind of getting, spending a lot of time getting excited about where they want to be and kind of pumping themselves up. And it's like, okay, time to do the work, which is oftentimes going to be scary. Or like we said, outside the cover zone, then they don't move forward. And wh why do you think that? I mean, obviously now we're in speculation. Why do you think that is? I think it's just, it's easy to be, even if you're uncomfortable, it's easy to get comfortable with doing what you have been doing because you know what it is. So even if you've 
you know, it hasn't worked out for you, you know what your next day is going to be, even if your schedule is always a mess, like you're used to it and you're comfortable with it being a mess because you don't have to change anything. So I think the big thing, like the hardest part for people is just because it's something new to them, which if they're struggling, they haven't struggled, that's not new to them. So they at least can forecast what's coming. Whereas changing not everything, but at least, you know, your core values and how you do things with yourself can be extremely difficult because it's not challenging, but it's up against, you know, who you are to this point. So it's making that change over and really trusting something that you may not know completely at the time, even though if you know it's the right direction. And having been pretty successful and had some spectacular failures, I, I, me looking back, and this kind of goes with my experience with you guys, Clean Nation, is this, I think we have this picture of success, like it's just going to feel clean and good and easy and just like, and maybe it's even worse with social media, right? Because everyone's posting like, I made a million dollars in 10 seconds. And maybe they did, but they don't show the like 30 years building up or the, the very difficult things they had to do before that, that no one else was willing to do that went into them being an overnight success. So I think we can get fooled into thinking just like talking ourselves up or saying stuff like, I'll just work harder or even working harder, but not doing anything different, just working harder at the same thing, the same way. We think we're going forward when in reality, it's like the thing that you need to do probably won't feel super safe and comfortable. It's like, yeah, there's a ton of risk in entrepreneurship. Like a lot of us lose. So yeah, I I would encourage you either. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to be an entrepreneur and that involves risk and you want to make it calculated and you want to, and I'm not saying be stupid or throw a caution to the wind, but it is a high risk environment. You have to be decisive, make a decision. That doesn't work, make another decision. That doesn't work, make another decision. And that's just what it looks like. And if you're like, I don't want that, I just want everything to be good all the time, like get a job. You know, that's just a different, <laughs> still risk, not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. Us entrepreneurs need employees, but you just got to, you got to make sure you're clear on matching what you're willing to do with what you want. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to think and take actions like an entrepreneur. And if you want to be a, think and take action like a worker bee, you're a worker bee. You can try, you pretend you're an entrepreneur, but it ain't gonna work. Okay. What about the flip side? What do people do that does work where you're like, they, what is the theme of people that do get the results that they want? I think really it's just, you can tell when someone comes in and they put their, not their guard down, but it's really facing like, okay, like I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, but I know, you know, what I have been doing is not working. So I'm going to put and make myself really the word is coachable or like a sponge, mm-hmm. right? In the right groups, in the right area, if that's changing up who's around you. I don't know, you and me have talked about this, like putting myself in the right environment and these people just big willing to accept, like, I need some help and now I'm, gonna, I'm in front of the experts or I'm in front of whoever I know who does it a little bit better than me and now I'm just going to take it in and let someone kind of help me guide um, versus being, I can listen all day, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to change anything about my decision making and, and this is what I'm doing and because it's, it's what I want to do and I don't want to, allow myself to accept that maybe there are people that do things a little bit better than me. And that's where I need to be finding that next step or finding that next piece of information you know, from the people who are already done. And again, it's a comfort zone thing, right? Cause it's comfortable. Yeah. I'll just do what I want to do because that's what I like doing or in it's sad that working harder for most of, most right. of us is comfortable. But then I think a lot of times we're not coachable as people, the people that are winning and getting the results that we want, the stuff that they say is like, Oh, that sounds hard. I don't want to do that. So then we're like, <laughs> okay, well now we're just stuck. And just so you guys know, I drink my own medicine and Dylan drinks his own medicine, the the mentorship group I'm in. And I get, you know, my company gets paid millions of dollars for me and my team to coach. 
I'm still spending 70,000 bucks a year, not seven, seven B thousand dollars a year on my own education. And I'm probably a half a million dollars in, and I didn't go to college. So, and I know Dylan before he found me and I spent a ton of time coaching him. He still spends tens of thousands of dollars on his own education. So don't just watch what the people that are being successful say, watch what they do. And when they match up and they're successful in the area that you want to be successful in, that's somebody you want to listen to. Sorry. It looks like you're going to say something, Dylan. No. Yeah. I just like, and you know, this about me, like when I made some of those decisions that cost me tens of thousands of dollars, like I didn't know where rent was coming from the next month, but I knew what I was doing was not working. And the people that were where I wanted to be, you know, they were telling me that was the right decision. And I made this is, and I'm no longer in that place where I'm worrying about rent, you know, and I'm there because I diagnosed the problem and someone else who was an expert diagnosed the problem. And at the end of the day, like the doctor said, that was the medication that I needed. And it's extremely uncomfortable for me, but I made it and it, it's been the right decision every day. You know, there's no, cause the fear versus the, the, what logically makes sense here. So. And what is unsaid, but I'm going to pick at it a little bit is you said what I would think is half of the truth, which is the people that were getting the results that I wanted said, this is the right path. So I took it. Mm-hmm. Right. Not judging anyone in your life, just going off of having a little bit of experience in this area. Right. Um, I'm guessing the people that weren't where you want to be, in your life. And you, I know you're pretty good at eliminating those, but it's never going to be perfect. They might've said, are you insane? Why would you spend that kind of money? Like, why would you be? And again, to be fair, Dylan's a younger guy. He's not married, no kids. So I, I was also young and dumb like Dylan when I had not married and no kids and I could be homeless or not be homeless, but risk homelessness or whatever. Um, so I get, if you're a little older, you got some kids, I still would take probably more risk than the other guy, but just there's a little context that said, I'm guessing the people in your life would say, are you insane? Why would you give that kind of money for your education as opposed to, and when again, when I go education, no offense colleges, but you know, very few people come out of college with a skill that's going to make them any money unless you're, and even if you're a doctor or lawyer, they don't give you the skill. They give you the checkbox so you can go get the skill and actually practice law and practice medicine and then begin. <laughs> so did you have those people? And I'm not trying to call anyone out, but did you have those people in your life who were like, that's insane. That's crazy. And kind of made you second guess yourself. Or was it just nothing but supporters <laughs> as far as the eye can see? Um, no, like I don't, I'd say uh, out of every, my whole pool that I knew probably 10% said support, you yeah. know, and we're like, you know, this is what you want to do. That's more important than their own fear, which mm-hmm. really stems back to only two questions matter when someone says, are they or are not against what you're doing, which is, are, do their goals align with your goals? And if they do, do they already have? So are they in a place where they've proven they have achieved the goals when they're similar to my goals? And 90 or, 99% of the time, they're not, right? And that person telling me not to take the step is just because they never did it themselves. And they were scared. And, and you unfortunately get to see where that led them, you know, which is another factor for why maybe you should do something different. So... Yeah, I've got a personal trainer that I like. And when it comes to eating and building muscle and not getting injured, I listen to him because he's smart. He's a lot smarter than I am. But when it comes to building a business, I don't listen so much to him. Right? He, and he's a great guy. It's just he doesn't have the business that I'd, I'd, I'd like to have. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. All right. So let's sum up and then I'll just kind of leave it open, Dylan, for you to give whatever feedback you feel would be of use to Clean Nation. The things that I hear you saying you see as a pattern not working are not being coachable, 
kind of being doggedly committed to what you're doing, even if it's not getting what you want. And our best guess is because it's comfortable and it's like the devil that, you know, you know, I hate to make this an analogy because it's such a difficult situation, but it's like people in bad relationships, like women that are in abusive relationships. And I was like, how could you possibly say it's like, cause it's scarier to me to go do this other thing. Right. And again, we all look at that and be like, oh my God, that would be terrifying. I couldn't imagine living like, and like, it ain't great, but going on my own and trying to figure this out, I'm like, that's even scarier. And I, I kind of see us having bad relationships with our business or our jobs that we just keep taking the abuse and I'm not making an equivocation. It's not the same, but the concept is similar where we are in this bad relationship with our business or our job. And it's like, well, I know this isn't the life that I want to live, but I'm just not willing to, to do what it takes to get out. So that's the, the, the first side. The back side is the opposite of that, which would make sense, which is I'm coachable. I'm constantly looking for people that are living life. And if they do, if they say, do this scary thing, then I'm going to do that scary thing. And of course we've also, you know, core values, morals, you know, ever a good coach tells me to lie, cheat or steal to get there. I'm like, well, I'm not willing to do that. I'd rather just be poor, but within, you know, the safe bounds of morality and doing right things and being kind to other humans and not hurting people just shut up and listen. Right. I've said repeatedly on the podcast, the people that are wildly successful in our program are the ones that are just too dumb to know that it won't work. So they just go along doing what we ask them to do, dumb as a dumb as a stump, and get massive results. And I'm being a little facetious here. And the smart people, in huge air quotes, have a thousand questions. But my situation is different, and I want to do it like this. And I think, and they're just fighting like heck to keep doing it the way they've been doing. It. It's like you can keep doing it the way you've been doing it. You're just going to keep getting the. But and they just want it. They and they're not. They're not even fighting with me. It breaks my heart. They're fighting with their own perception of reality. And you know, take business out of it. I do the same thing with again health. I can shake my fist at the sky that I can't lose weight eating bacon cheeseburgers. And maybe my body is wrong. Who knows? But I'm going to lose the fight. So I can make all the moral and ethical and it's not right and it shouldn't be. But it is what it is. And my body says, if you'd like to look and feel this way, you will feed me that food. And if you feed me this food, you're looking to feel a different way. And I can bitch and complain that it's not fair. And maybe it's not. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if I want to look and feel a certain way, I've got to eat. Uh, a certain way. Anything to add to that before we kind of move on, buddy? No. Yeah. I'd just say it comes down to like, I've now doing this with time and spent a time around the team and like all the, the cleaning companies and everything and seeing the people who really took offers is not, it's the, the million dollar, $10 million businesses are built in the time that seemed like the worst, not the flaunting the best. I think it's easy to make a easy or easy to make any decision in a really good time, but everything's super, super well, but being able to calm down and logically make decisions at a time that's really harsh, I think is what makes the extremely successful people that people then don't think about in the future when they just see the success. I'm going to butcher a quote that's more for kind of nations, not businesses, but it's so applicable to what Dylan said. Um, it says, strong men make good times, good men, strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times. So it's very much the same with the business owner, right? Strong business owners make good times, but then good times can create weak or soft business owners. Soft business owners create bad business and it goes over and over. So you can be soft a couple of ways. You can be soft on your success, but like Dylan said, the success is a ton of fun, but that's not when you get the, you know, everybody, um, I think it was David Goggins has on his, I think I showed this to you guys, has his uh, must be nice on his squat rack. 
and he looks at it because everybody comes by. Oh, must be nice to look like you. Oh, must be nice to have the success that you do. And he's alone with a squat rack at four o'clock in the morning when his family's in bed and it's dark and cold out. And he's busting his hump when everyone that says must be nice is at home in their warm bed, not busting their hump. So he put it ahead. And I, I love that. That's really the truth when, you know, oh, you rich business owners, you you get all the whatever. And it's like, where were you when I slept in my office? Because I have the money. Where were you when I worked 50 days straight? Where were you when I invested rent money in my own magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, must be nice. Like, yeah, it is nice. <laughs> As a matter of fact, thanks for asking. Um, all right. So we'll do a, a fun question, then I'll let you end it any way you want. I just thought this would be fun for Clean Nation. So being on the inside of the team, me and I talk a bunch of crap. Give us inside. And I told uh, Dylan before we start, just be honest and have fun. Those are the rules. So the, those continue, Dylan. What's the thing that because clean it, you know, we all talk a bunch of crap. Like, I wonder what it's like really in there. Like, what's it really like? You know, is Mike a complete raving lunatic? Like, what's going on? So give us the good and the bad about, you know, two, three minutes summary about what you love about being on the team and what, how that can benefit Clean Nation and them being leaders of their own teams. And if there's anything you're like, this part isn't so great. I don't, I don't think I love that as much. Share that. So uh, maybe I can get better and certainly Clean Nation can get better because their, their teams might feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll start out with the good. I mean, I've been on other teams and, and you know this of course where it's like everyone is a separate cog in the wheel um you know this part of the team knows about this part of the team there's no really interaction there there's just mm -hmm. this is what it takes to get the tank moving you know what i mean um but immediately from day one i know with this team it's been like i know not just in the, the ecosystem with everyone else but everyone else has like a plausible connection right between mm -hmm. every single person like i've talked with suzanne and i've talked with janelle i've met him in person and like everyone on the team knows everything about everyone else you know in a good way and they can kind of walk you through the history and whatnot. And so just the overall environment, like it's pushed to be really effective, but not in a way that's harsh where it's like effectiveness over like connection. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like everyone really mixes together. That's brought onto the team. The team like really all has the same mindset in the end of the helpful portion of it and really in like the right morality part of it. So it's, it's just felt super strong. And I know it's one of the scenes like every day when I get up for like the meetings and whatnot, like it's something I'm happy and I'm excited to do, which is, new for me admittedly right i think it's been a lot of teams where it's been like okay great the next meeting here's this person that's going to ramble and do all this stuff and we're just going to get shot down and i've never ever felt that um, hmm. since and it's been and it's just so when you're talking to people too it's just the feeling of knowing they're bringing into an environment with a team that's just set on 100 helping them and is really out for them just makes it so achievable right because i mean you know like the team is just there to take care of all so uh, cleaning nation i want to if I'm translating that to value that you guys could get, it would be twofold. One, Dylan's got lots of options, right? He's a talented guy. He could work plenty of places. And I'm guessing 20, 30, 40%, I don't know, some substantial percent, he'd probably make more money if that was his big thing. Because a lot of times owners of cleaning comes, it's, it's wages, it's wages, it's wages. And you tell me, Dylan, if you're like, nope, it's all about the money. This is where I think I can make the most money. <laughs> Call me a liar. I won't hurt my feelings. He's here, I think, because of the community, because he's like, I want to be a part of something greater. So you guys can do that. And the way we do, it's a little different because we're a virtual team. Um, but for you guys, that looks a lot like the weekly meetings and the monthly parties. That's how you create and the running it by core values, your core values. So that's that would be my, if you're like, that all sounds great. How do I create that? Core base, core values-based hiring, weekly meetings, monthly parties. Anything to add to that before you give us the stuff that you don't love? What's the, the dirty secrets that we have that isn't great that people are dying to know? No, I'd say that's that's right on the head. Like I said, before I, I was able to come on the team, like I had an offer that was three or four times the, the payment of this one. The best thing that ever happened to me is I didn't get it because uh, I could tell the the team ecosphere and everything was exactly not what this one is. 
So I think that goes so much further than great money on a terrible team. Like that's somewhere you can't survive or can't grow more so, which I'd much rather be here. So, and to be fair, guys, you do have to pay fair, right? So, like, if I was trying to pay Dylan's slave wages, maybe he'd stay, but probably not. So, there's, but it's not. So, when I say it's not about the money, it is as long as he feels like he's being treated fairly, right? Because if not just him, but anyone, like, if you're like, I love you, man, you're a part of this team, we care about each other, but I'm going to try and scam you and take advantage on pay, you're like, well, that that just doesn't seem like you're telling the truth. So, it's not, yeah, once you're kind of at or above average pay, and we try and pay a little better than average, that's what we coach you guys to do. It's not about the money. And, and there are some people it would be about the money, but they're not going to be the Dillons. They're not going to be the people that you want. They're just mercenaries. They're going to go to the next place for next thing. Okay. Super helpful. What What isn't good? What's, what does what cleaning one nation want to go? What goes on in there that, that isn't the best? What's Where's Mike full of crap? I'm, I'm actually interested to hear this one too. Um, That's a pretty tough one. I haven't really had <laughs> any two like hard concrete walls around my house. That wasn't what I expected. Um, Because everything's been, been super good. I mean, as far as like, I guess... Oof. As far as like what's not good, I guess, like, I don't, there's nothing terrible, nothing bad. Like when we all met up, like uh, in person, like I loved everyone and had a really great time. Uh, I guess I'd say the only thing bad is sometimes when I'm on the phone with someone and you can tell it's a, a really killer opportunity. Like there is those moments when I'm like, I, I kind of wish I was on the other side of the phone coming in to work with the team, you know, the opportunity <laughs> to work on part of the client. Cause part of it gets a little bit, not jealous, but like, now that I know what it is and, you know, the success of the clients, like, dang, you know, maybe I should be on the other side. We we have lost the mindset coach to owning a cleaning company. So there, right. is, <laughs> there is that. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, like the energy has been great. Like, I guess the only thing bad thing, sometimes I get up and I'm not super energy. And, and for everyone that's met Mike, like the energy is constant. So <laughs> like, like it it's not. coming no matter what. <laughs> but Yeah. For those of you on the podcast, this that I bring to the table as my wife would say, it's great in small doses, but if you get a little too much, you can be like, Ooh, I like Mike, but I think I've had my fill for the day. I'm going to maybe try to do something different. Um, all right. Awesome. I'm going to leave the floor to you, man. Anything you'd like to add a value to clean nation that can make the world a little better, or help them on their journey. No, not, a, not too much. I just say like, in those really tough moments, I think like the thing that I think of every morning to get me going is like, am I more worried about the decision today? Or am I more worried about getting 20 years down the line and knowing that I did nothing. And like my future to me is more important than any fear I could have today. Um, because that's what really changes one decision today to change my entire future or live in, you know, 20, 30 years in fear, just to worry about what decision could have been one to change, but I didn't try anything. So that I think that's, that's my huge takeaway, like the mindset that I would think leads me every day to a good place. That's going to be honestly a great matrix for making all decisions. Like how mm -hmm. is this going to affect 20 year old? 20 years from now, Mike or Dylan, or, you know, insert your name. And if it's like, I'm going to do something scary now, it's like 10 years from now, what if this thing works or doesn't work? Or what if it turns out the way I hope, or if it turns out the way I don't want it to work, would I still 20 years from now, 10 years from now, be more, have more regret that I did nothing or that I tried something that didn't work. Cause again, didn't work such a fuzzy feeling. Like, didn't work. How do you mean? Like, did you have to switch your goals? Did you, was it the first of four things that you had to try or the first of one thing? So I love that. If you kind of take that longer term view, I think it makes it easier to make decisions. And for me, and I think most successful people, it sounds like Dylan doing nothing is the one non unforgivable sin, right? I could have done something and I did nothing. And I knew nothing wasn't going to work in here because 20 years is going to happen. I'm getting old now. So like we think, oh, I'll never be 40, 50 and I'm 49. So I don't know what it'll be like to be 60 or 70, but I've talked to older people and they're like, man, it just seems like yesterday I was, you know, your age or 10 years, 20 years go by like nothing. 
So that time is coming and it's going to come whether you take action and take some swings or not. And you're, it's going to come and are you going to still be working or having a business that you don't love? Are you going to be living the life that you want that this, this guy right now, this guy right now gets to do the scary things to change, create that or do nothing and pretty much ensure that things will stay the same or get worse. All right. Clean nation. If that was helpful to you and you want more, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. Tons of free stuff. Instagram, got a Facebook group, yada, yada. And I'll just go so far as to say, if you want Dylan's help, because there's we got lots of coaches. If you want Dylan, just email him, Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, at growmycleaningcompany.com. Tell him you heard the podcast. You want some love. You need some help. You are making a decision. You want some help in guidance on what to do next. Uh, I know he looks like he's 12 years old, but he's actually wise beyond his years <laughs> for those of you on YouTube. Um, all right, cool. Check us out. We'll see you there. Well, here we are the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.